When you're in the market for a new car, you want a vehicle that conquers your daily commute, easily handles the elements, and looks great too. You need the reliability of a Toyota and the confidence that your investment will last. Why? Because after all the carpools, shopping trips, and weekends out, you want a car that still has plenty of miles left in it and holds its value for a great trade-in deal. That's where Toyota leads the pack as the number one resale value brand for 2024, according to Kelly Blue Book's KBB.com. So check out the all-new, fully redesigned 2025 Camry or test drive a stylish and affordable Corolla sedan or hatchback. And remember, when you choose Toyota, you're not just buying a car for today, you're investing in trade-in value for tomorrow. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals, for more. Vehicles projected resale value is specific to the 2024 model year. For more information, visit kellybluebookskbb.com. Kelly Blue Book is a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company, Incorporated. Toyota, let's go places. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we discuss, you guessed it, how to be happier. This week, we'll talk about why you should know your purpose and we'll talk to the brilliant co-hosts of The Nod podcast, Brittany Luce and Eric Eddings, about the advantages and challenges of working with a close friend. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and with me is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft. And Elizabeth, you know something about working with a close friend. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in Los Angeles. And yes, Gretchen, I've worked with a close friend for the last 20 years, my <laughs> writing partner and co-host of Happier in Hollywood, Sarah. So um, I know all about the, um, the highs and lows of that. <laughs> Um, now, a quick update before we get into the Try This at Home. I want to remind listeners that um, once we start the credits, one thing you might want to hang on to listen to is that we give resources, kind of free resources. Maybe you want the Happier Tattoo that we're offering in, in the United States and Canada and all this different stuff that we talk about at the very end of the show. So keep listening if you want to know about various freebies and resources that we want to make sure that you know about. And Elizabeth, this week our Try This at Home tip is to ask, what is your purpose? And this is an idea that probably can mean a lot of different things in a lot of different contexts, but we're going to talk about one specific meaning today. Yeah, it's the idea that you get more out of a situation when you know why you're there. It yeah. sort of helps in your decision making. It keeps you from being distracted by various options and opportunities because you know your purpose. And I was thinking about this just recently because I had a great example of how this was, it's helpful to know your purpose. So I was going back to my reunion, my college reunion, 
And um, often when I go to, so I went to law school and undergraduate at Yale. And so sometimes I'll go back for one reunion, but then like, oh, it's undergraduate, but I'll walk through the law school. Or like, I want to see a bunch of people and make sure that I touch base with everyone that I ever knew. And I can get Mm -hmm. very distracted. But with this reunion, even before I went, I was like, I'm here for one purpose. And my purpose is to spend time and really reconnect with my two roommates. Everything is subordinate to that. It's all about them. Mm. We're here. We're going to talk to other people. We're going to go to lectures. We'll go to the art gallery. We'll have lunch. But whatever it is, it's all about engaging with these two people. Everything else is not why I'm here. I have other opportunities to come back to different reunions and like walk down various memory lanes. If that doesn't happen this time, that's okay because I know my purpose. My purpose is these two people, nothing else. And so how did it work out? It was great because instead of feeling like kind of pulled in a lot of different directions or, you know, or sometimes like I'll have like a to do list in my mind and I'll think like, mm. oh, well, I have to walk through the law school and I have to go have a Greek salad at Yorkside. And I really, really want to go walk mm-hmm. through Sterling Library's lobby or I want to go visit the new residential colleges. It's like, do I need to do these things in this particular weekend? No, I don't, because this is all about connecting with these relationships. And so it made it much more carefree for me. And I really feel like I got out of it what I wanted to get out of it. So it felt more successful um, because I was really like, I know my purpose. Am I achieving my purpose? Yes, I did achieve my purpose. One thing I like that you said to me about it, Gretchen, is you said I could go broad or go deep and I want to go deep. And I like that. Yes, that was exactly how, because sometimes I get into that mode where I'm like, oh, there's a million people here I want to like have a brief conversation with. I have to like, dart around and try to cover every base. I'm like, yep, not doing that this time. Yeah, well, one, I think this applies in a lot of situations, Gretchen. And one place I was thinking of is um, volunteering at school. Mm. Because there's a lot of different ways you can volunteer at school. And to pick what you do, you want to think, what's your purpose? Yeah, yeah. You know, what do you want to get out of it? So if you, if your kid doesn't get to see that, say you're like me and you're, I'm a working mom, and Jack doesn't see me all day, every day, I might want to do something at school where I'm in the classroom, which I do like volunteering in science lab yeah. or going on a field trip where he actually sees me right. and gets to spend time with me at school. Well, and he also sees like school's important to you. Like you're yes. showing up and that signals school is a, an important value in our lives as a family. Yeah. Yes. Or, but if say you're a mom who has been at home and wants to get back in the working world, you might do something where you actually use, you know, some skills like, you know, working on the annual fund to sort of brush up on what that's like. Yeah. I have a friend who did that actually. She did it as a kind of a transition. Yep. Oh, and did it work? Yeah. No, I mean, she just wanted to kind of get back in the game and, uh, and it was great, you know? Um, Yeah. And a big one for a lot of parents, I think, is making friends. Yeah. Uh, You know, for instance, Sarah's daughter is starting at a new school. And I told Sarah, I'm like, the best way to make friends is to join a committee with a bunch of parents and spend time together. And that's how you'll easily make friends. Mom always told us that. Yeah. To work on a project together. But also, I think if you're talking about your children's school, another advantage and another purpose that you might want to serve is like you'll know more about kind of all the scuttlebutt about the school, like the reputations of the teachers or like, how does this really work? Or 
I don't know how to manage this thing. Like, what's going on here? If you know other parents, then you can turn to them as resources, especially if they have older children um, or twins. Like, I have I have two sets of friends mm-hmm. who have twins, and they always know way more because they just mm-hmm. have double That's exposure. Funny. Yeah, so you can choose the volunteer opportunity where it might seem like, oh, there's so many choices. What do I choose? If you know your purpose then it's a lot easier to get out of it what you're hoping to get out of it, even if you haven't maybe consciously articulated what it is that you exactly want to get out of it. And of course, this applies to trips. I mean, I'm yes. about to go on a family vacation, first family vacation in three years. Yes. <laughs> um, before, like in this little window before our, our work really heats up. Yeah. And I mean, my purpose is just to spend time with Adam and Jack and relax. Like right. We don't have any purpose beyond that. And it's and that's just going to relieve me of feeling like we have to like leave the hotel room at any point. Right. We can just hang out as much as we want. Because it's all about resting and restoring and just being yeah. together. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's an interesting I mean, know your purpose obviously can go in so many di- different directions, but um, I think it's it's often very specific and concrete, like in, in this very particular situation. We'd love to know if you tried this at home and how knowing your purpose works for you. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or as always, you can go to the show notes for this episode. This is episode 173. So you go to happiercast.com slash 173 for everything related to this episode. Coming up, we ask you listeners for a happiness hack, but first is break. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. I now work with a team, and I am here to say that finding the right candidate and hiring the right candidate is one of the very biggest and most important challenges to anyone who has a small business. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. There are some stories about our father's life that I truly never get tired of hearing. From hilarious to heartfelt, tear-jerking to plot-twisting, his retelling of the events always brings me joy. Just in time for Father's Day, I found the perfect gift that captures all his stories for our family forever. It's called StoryWorth. StoryWorth helps you preserve precious memories and stories from your father or father figure's life for years to come. And Gretch, you get a book of all these stories. And I love just keeping a book on the coffee table and anyone from any generation can see a story from dad, like what was his favorite toy or what was his first job? 
Each week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question that you get to help pick. Give all the fathers in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to StoryWorth.com happier. That's StoryWorth.com happier to save $10 on your first purchase. Alyssa, it's time for a happiness hack, but this week we don't have a hack. We're asking for hack because we keep getting this question from listeners and we don't have a good solution. <laughs> Yes, we've received many emails from listeners who say that while they're listening to the Happier podcast, they hear ideas and tips that they want to remember, but there's some place where it's not easy to make a note, like if they're listening in the car, yeah. which is where many people listen. Yeah. So what do people do? Like, yeah. <laughs> how do you make these notes? Because yeah. it, it's true. I mean, we get this question every day. Yeah. Now, I am, as promised in the 18 for 2018, I am making a list of all the try this at home and all the hacks. So that is coming. So that, I think, is something many people would find useful. But other than that, like, what are other strategies? And obviously, that's just the try this at home and the hacks. It's not everything. Alyssa, when I'm, a lot of times when I'm listening to a podcast, I'm walking through Central Park or I'm walking somewhere, you know, during my day. Mm -hmm. And I'll stop and email myself a note. But I couldn't do that if I were driving. No, you can't do that. <laughs> Yeah, and it's that thing where someone says something that you and you feel so sure you're going to remember it, but as we've discussed, you need to write it down because you won't remember it. You we won't. all know this from years of experience. Yeah. So we really do need some sort of method. Yeah. Um, when listening to any, you know, whatever podcast you're listening to that's got good information that you want to take away, how do you track that information without crashing your car or putting anyone in danger? <laughs> Absolutely. So let us know your tips and tricks. I mean, Alyssa, speaking about listening to podcasts and wanting to write down your thoughts, today we have an interview with two podcasters that's also a combo with a happiness stumbling block because they're going to talk about a, a potential happiness stumbling block. Because today we're talking to Brittany Luce and Eric Eddings, who are co-hosts and producers for the terrific podcast, The Nod which the New Yorker magazine called a playful and serious podcast about blackness. It's an exploration of the many dimensions of black culture. Brittany and Eric have been close friends since they met in college at Howard University. After college, for fun, they started an independent podcast called For Colored Nerds, which they did for about three years. Alex Bloomberg, the founder of Gimlet Media, was among their fans. Cut to... Now they're working together at Gimlet on the Nod. So, <laughs> hello, Brittany. Hello, Eric. Hello. Hey, it's great to have you over from Gowanus here. Yeah. Yes, we made it. Panoply Studios. So thanks so much for coming in. Thank you for having us. Yeah, I'm excited. Now, a big part of why your shows um, have been so terrific is that you have such great chemistry. You know each other so well Too and well. for so long. And <laughs> we wanted to we wanted to talk to you today. Um, about an, something that for many people is kind of a happiness stumbling block that they worry about, but it also has the opportunity to be a huge happiness triumph, mm -hmm. which mm. is working with a really, really good friend. Mm. Yeah, it, it was, you know, it's been a journey. It's been a journey. It's always a journey. Well, if, the thing is, is we started working together on For Colored Nerds, our previous podcast, Before the Nod, because... We felt, this is how, you know, God is a comedian. We felt that we were not <laughs> spending enough time. Oh, yeah. yeah it's just like, uh, oh, you want to solve that problem? Yeah. Uh, yeah uh -huh. That can be arranged. Oh, uh, yeah. We thought we oversolved. Yeah. for I mean, like, way too much. And it, it, it's interesting how it kind of, it, like, slowly built up. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now it's just like all the time. Every day. Yeah. I was I, I probably I was with you almost from ten until what was it? Like eight thirty nine last night. Yesterday, yeah. So like over over twelve hours. Yeah. Right. Like and that's not that's uh that's not a that's not an irregular right. <laughs> no. experience. Right. When we travel for work, we travel we tend to travel pretty often for work, whether for reporting or for live shows or something like that. We are together for days. Right. Sometimes a whole week. And we drive together. We sit on the plane and the train together. Right. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> so you've you've got to be closer now than you were. But in some ways, do you also have more friction than you used to have? I think naturally when you have, like, the it's like, okay, like, I moved in with my boyfriend, like, in, like, nine months ago. There's, like, it's it's been amazing. It's been fairly easy. But just by virtue of seeing right. each other more often, just, like, you know what I'm saying? You're bound to have more, you have more meeting points. Yeah. yeah. So it's, like, before, maybe it's, like, well, I wish I could see you on Tuesday, but you're always busy on Tuesday. Now it's, like, you know, the living room. You know what I'm saying? Because we're, right. mm-hmm. we're in the living room every day. So it's, <laughs> like, we work together now. We sit across from each other. And we work on the same project with the same people day in and day out. There's more points of, of contact. Yeah. And do you think it was easier because you, you did this sort of passion project on your own, sort of on your own terms, you kind of invented it together, and then it transitioned into being sort of like, you know, a, a job. Yeah. Um, do you think you worked out a lot of the, or maybe you would, that, that would have gone away if you couldn't manage it together, if it wasn't fun? Yeah. I so. Yeah. I mean, I think it was it was definitely like a bit of a journey in the beginning, but like once we actually started the nod, we we kind of had a, a bit of a groundwork for how to work with yeah. each other. You yeah. know, like you had the groundwork. Yeah, yeah. Like I knew the things, uh, especially about even like the work part of building like a podcast that like Brittany was most interested in, the stuff she had like a ton of opinions about, and like the things that I was most interested in, I had a ton of opinions about. And I knew where like we kind of know where the overlap mm-hmm. is. And so I think yeah. we try to we try to anticipate those things as much as possible and kind of create space for each other to to not get into arguments or disagreements right. about like the known issues you oh know? right yeah right like i know this is going to be really important for you yeah yeah let yeah. me let me kind of back off but mm-hmm. everything else we argue about yeah. we argue <laughs> constantly but like it, the but like it's not always like knockdown it's like not yeah we that serious we argue a lot we rarely fight Yes, I would say Ooh. we fight probably once Ooh. every year and a half to two years. We would yeah. fight. It's like it's it's oh. actually really rare that we get into a, an actual fight. Yeah, interesting. It takes like and look, we've been friends for thirteen years. You know what I mean? So it's like, but it makes sense about every right. one to, every one and a half to two years. You're, you got to fight. Yeah, you're due. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And has it ever felt like one of those fights could threaten what you're doing? Has it ever been that serious? Um, well, it's hard. I think something yeah. for me that I've been thinking about more that we have been working together, like, on because we've been working on for color. We start, we've been working together this year, I think, marks four years. Yeah. And so by the time we started the knot a year ago, we had been already working in general together for three years, mm-hmm. but we started working full time together, I would say, a little over a year ago. Mm-hmm. And something that I think about is sort of like, what are the positives and negatives that I'm feeling as a friend? And what are the positive and negatives yeah. I'm feeling as like a creative partner colleague and just keeping those things i try to keep those things separate in my mind yeah that's i mean i think that's actually a really really important thing and most of and interestingly enough most of our actual like when we do fight it's rarely about work no we actually are aligned on work yeah Ah. it's almost always something like in like our actual friendship and that's that's interesting i think that actually happens like that dynamic is created because because so much of our relationship is work now, like mm-hmm. we actually often have less time to actually just just be friends, you know. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So it makes sense that that's kind of where tension would would pop up. Yeah. Right. 
Um, well, that's interesting because, Elizabeth, I feel that way with you sometimes. Like, we're, we're so busy sort of doing our work together that sometimes we don't just, like, have a long, chatty conversation because yeah. mm-hmm. you already have a lot of time and you're like, well, you know, um, there's only, you know, you've got to spread out your attention for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, And well, we, we also yeah. know everything. That I was just going to say, something that I always <laughs> say is that, like, Eric and I, I'm ca- more caught up on Eric's life. Than mm. anyone else in my life, I am yeah. more. My niece is four months old. Okay, right. I should mm. know. I know more. I think about Eric than what is like my niece is doing day to day. I can get caught up on my niece. Like I have to like call my sister, call my mom, be like, "What's she doing? What's up?" Yeah. But like, right. Eric, she can't get on the phone. Right, she yeah. can't get on the phone. I have to go out and seek out the information or yeah. go to her house. I know I'm going to see Eric Monday through Friday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every six. So we are caught up. We have been caught up for the last thirteen years. We've been around. Yeah. For most of the things in each other's lives. But it but did it change when you went from being kind of like having voluntary kind of like we're doing this for fun to like we're actually going to the same office, we're getting a paycheck, we're like we're colleagues in a way. Yeah. Did that did that bring up any kind of new tensions or actually that was made easier? Well, it forced us to talk more uh-huh. like to each other about what we want, where we think we're going. Especially because mm-hmm. at the point that we transitioned to the nod, we now have like other people in the mix. Yes, right. You know, we right. have a yeah. team. Because it used was, to be the two of you. It was yeah. the two of us, and then for about six months of the last of like the tail end of for color nerds, we had one other producer, but still primarily like it's just we the were running the show. Yeah. yeah, and now you have a pretty big team. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so the, like, and that team has to kind of function as a whole. Like, it'd be weird if like we are in a silo, yes. you know, and then mm-hmm. so so mm-hmm. we we communicated a lot more to make sure that like when we had to integrate ourselves into this new process, mm-hmm. that like we were aligned and we can actually just let our team work how how the team works best mm-hmm. as opposed to how we know each other works best. And that you don't and they don't feel shut out because you guys have some sort of like long standing kind of intimacy that they can't No. I actually think now that we've been working on the nod, I think that we work a lot more separately on a day-to-day yeah. basis. We see mm. we're in the same physical space, but typically, like you're only going to hear, with the exception of certain episodes, like our segments are more like like the fun episodes, yeah. like Good for the Blacks or Three Reasons Why or something like that. Those are going to be us recorded. The in, peanut butter, yeah, the peanut butter <laughs> history, right? Those are going to be recorded with just the two of us in about an hour or hour and a half. But like the actual reported stories, we're usually working separately on oh. those, yeah. and so like separately with different members of. The team, it's like, so day to day, we're not always having the same meetings or doing the same things. And that actually, I mean, I I, I like that because it helps, it helps us keep things interesting. Like, we know everything about our personal lives, <laughs> but in terms of, like, work, it creates a lot of surprise. I'm like, yeah. oh, I didn't know you were reporting mm. this story for yeah. two months. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> and we try to keep things well, secret from each other a lot. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, as far as story elements and things like that. Oh. Yeah. Um, Well, one thing I'd love to hear your thoughts on is I have been working with my writing partner, Sarah, for 20 years, and we were high school friends. So um, I'm really familiar with all of these dynamics, and people ask us all the time, how do you make this work? And for me, what it is, is that we have the same level of ambition, Mm. and that means we're always sort of moving in the same direction. And I'm just wondering why you think it works with you guys. I think that hits on a lot of it, actually. I, I was just going to say, actually, that feels very, that, I feel like that rings very true. Yeah. I mean, we, I think, and, and 
and kind of doubling down on that, we have the same amount of ambition. We both we both came into this wanting to do something creative, and once we realized that like there was so much more open to us, we were like, yes, yeah. I want all of it. <laughs> right, right. That's the thing. I actually think we were perfectly in line, and we we're like, we want all of it. We want the best of everything. Right. As soon as we can get it, we are like. And also, too, I think we both something that was really. I, I think back on it, um, it was really remarkable. We were working on for colored nerds. We were typically working like either early in the morning, like I, I didn't, you know, I was like single, I was living with roommates. So a lot of times I was working, getting up at like five o'clock in the morning and working from like five to nine. Eric is on like, you know, he's dad, so he can't get up and work. He has to get somebody like to daycare or, yeah. you know what I mean, or to school. So like he would sometimes be up late at night. Yeah. And then, like, also on the weekends, like, mm-hmm. it was, like, it was so, 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 so intense. And you had day jobs. And we yeah. had day jobs. And we never, and we also both, while we were working on For Color Nerds, transitioned out of, like, marketing and digital advertising day jobs into a completely new company, completely new field. Mm-hmm. Right. As, like, total newbies. <laughs> and I think that, like, we both took it very seriously. Like, there was never really a question mm-hmm. in my mind of how seriously mm-hmm. Eric took it. Mm-hmm. And the same for me. And we both just, like, we both are very much just, like, let's get it done like let's just like get it done let's make it as good as possible get it in front of as as many people as we possibly can and like we're both we're just like i think about that and i'm like that's so weird and very lucky that that's how things turned out also i'd say that we both approach the ambition in like in like slightly different ways Mm -hmm. you know there are like there are there are things i know britney loves to do that like if opportunities pop up she's like yes we should do this blah 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 i'm like I don't know, you know, yeah. that's not my thing. <laughs> so we push each other. We, yeah. We're both pushing each other towards mm. the same goal, but right. in different, different ways, ways oh, so which is really nice. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. Right. So you both have sort of different comfort zones. So you mm-hmm. kind of get further because somebody's there to be your cheerleader. Well, on Chris Gillibo's podcast, Side Hustle School, he talks about a lot of side hustles. And there's been a lot of uh, examples of good friends to going into things together. Given what you've been through, are there any pitfalls you would warn people about or like anything that you thought about it in advance? Like and like, let's let's have a conversation about this, because I think for many people, it is a fantasy. And like the, the idea that, you know, each other so well and you just love hanging out and then you mm-hmm. have this wonderful thing that you've created together. It sounds so great. How can you avoid some of the negatives? I think you need to be something that we did. I think like early on is we like had I think we have fewer conversations about it now because like we work on a like a larger team that has like a senior producer who's going to be more in charge of things like this but early on have as many conversations as you can about like workload Mm. because what you think is going to be the workload at the beginning like what your like what your tasks are how long those things take how many people or resources they involve those things change over time so like constantly have conversations about workload when we first started I want to say two months after we first started for colored nerds you know, you found out you were going to be a dad. Yeah. And, like, that drastically changed, like, how much he was able to invest at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. once you were done with your family leave, like, it was like you were back in. Once I started working at Gimlet, it was, like, a little bit more difficult. Yeah. But then I was like, it's like you have to constantly be in communication about what your needs are. Because, like, you're, you're going to know more about what each like about each other's personal needs are than the average coworker does. Interesting. So like like use that to your advantage in trying to have conversations and anticipate like workload changes and needs. Yeah. Mm. I would also say the other thing that we I think we do quite a quite a bit, not like all the time, but enough is like we we are almost always kind of talking about like boundaries a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, like one thing we did in the very beginning is we talked about, so with For Color Nerds, we talked about what we will talk about, what mm-hmm. we will not talk about. Right. And that's mm-hmm. interesting. I think it was important at that time because because we're friends and we know, like we know <laughs> so much yes. more than mm-hmm. we would ever yes. maybe share. Yeah. But having that boundary set in conversation 
helps me be like, oh, well, this is a thing. Okay, I know all this. And like we're cool talking about it, but you don't want the world to so, know. So like Eric knows I don't talk mm-hmm. I don't ever talk about You're much about less you my, disclose less I than, disclose than Eric. less things. Yeah. So like yeah. I don't want like I will talk about I've been with my boyfriend now for three years and we live together, so I can't act like <laughs> I, I don't right. know who he is. But I like I never talk about like our relationship or his mm-hmm. name or anything like that. Like right. the, no identifying information where he works or anything like that. Um, well, I mean, I guess like there's a little bit like people know that we live together and he's from Puerto Rico and like <laughs> we met online. Yeah. But like other than that, for the most part, like I like that's like a thing. It's like if you want to find it out, great. But like that's something I'm not comfortable talking about. But like, Eric is a little bit more open than I am. So the so so the 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 kind of takeaway is think about these things in advance, work them out in advance. Yeah. Don't try to solve them on the fly where maybe people are going to feel like resentful or, exactly. or, mm-hmm. or like uncomfortable or interesting. And, yeah. and check in, like, and, and check, check yeah. in. Cause you know, like, like usually with a project, you know, if things are going well, the, the amount of work and the amount of busyness will grow. Yes. And yeah. so like, you know, things that, that changes those dynamics. So if you check in and say like, is anything different? Like, how are things going? Is there anything, you know, have I messed up? Have you messed up? Yeah. You know, those things help you kind of reset so that you don't, you don't have to worry about the relationship aspect. You can kind of just yeah. focus on the, the work. Right. And that's yeah. freeing. So you, uh, you have a very clear vision for your podcast. So the description is, the nod tells the stories of black life that don't get told anywhere else. So do you agree on what kind of stories you want to cover, what kind of stories you want to tell? Is that ever a thing? Like, I want to do this, but um, you want to do that? Like, We never have made, I think that, like, uh, the, like by virtue of the way our team functions, like, we have a lot of, like, like in our pitch meetings is, like, that's where you, we have one right. every other Friday for a couple hours. That's where you bring your ideas and they're discussed. And everybody's bringing their and ideas. And everybody's bringing their yeah. ideas yeah. and everybody is discussing them as a group. Um, and so, like, I think a big part of the whole reporting and, like, pitching process is having your you throw your ideas out there and everybody beats them to death yeah ah. and just to see if like they can take it and they poke holes in everything so i think that like it's built in sort of the process i think this like at the end of the day we both have final say on like what is actually going to go out and like how we feel about it yeah. and, and who which of you is going to kind of take the lead on a particular story um, yeah, usually yeah. whatever you bring to the table and like, yeah. it's like you eat what you kill. Yeah. And so it's true. <laughs> yeah. It's Dibs. Dibs. Yeah, yeah. And so like, um, mm-hmm. yeah. And so that's like, that's sort of how that goes. And sometimes a producer will pitch something that they won't necessarily voice. And like, th- like we also sometimes will be like, well, you know what? We've heard from Eric twice this month. Why don't we have Brittany on this one? And we just right. sort of, or like, you know, Brittany ate a bunch of peanut butter. Like, why doesn't Eric <laughs> do a peanut butter history this time? Um, but yeah, no, so like, you know, it's uh, it's built into the process, I think, the whole like having an idea challenged and like like having us in real time draw boundaries on what we want to talk about or we don't want to cover. And on that note, it's kind of important to be be cool with an ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm. there there are things that like, Initially, like uh, when we first started developing ideas for the night, ideas that I had that were kind of like people were like lukewarm about. Yeah. And it's like, okay, the team is like, the team is not really feeling it, but it's also maybe I didn't communicate it great. Right. Yeah. Uh, so and then go take another t- mm-hmm. step. Yeah. And, and just not like we, I think what we've done, like by virtue of having everything picked apart, uh-huh. is <laughs> it, it forces you to develop a thick skin uh. to see like what does the idea need. Like it's not it's not a not reflection of me. It's yeah. like what does the idea need to get back to the group in a way that would actually work? Yeah. Um, so you need to like oh I need to flesh this out mm-hmm. or I need to explain to people why this has grabbed mm-hmm. my attention or why I think this is worth talking about in a way that they get it. 
Yeah, absolutely. Because it's 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 you know obviously it's our show, but it's it's everyone's show. Everybody has to work on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you want you need buy in. Yeah. If you're gonna get that buy in, then you know the the team needs to feel good about what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think one of the hardest things about working with a friend is feeling like when they're on fire, let them be on fire and don't feel like, oh, I'm not doing enough. Just Mm -hmm. let them be great in their moment. And that to me goes with the ebb and flow. It's like sometimes someone's got great ideas and, you know, it's going to go back and forth and to let your ego handle that. Well, yeah, I think that's a really good point. And I think the other thing, too, where we're really lucky in having a team and also like we we like like everybody on the team is like writing, reporting, recording, producing, like everyone on the team is doing is doing all of the different tasks. It makes it so it's like, you know, sometimes I'm going to be like, I have a lot of ideas and then like I can like go and report those things and cut them up and they make episodes. And sometimes like I don't. Really? And so then I'm like, okay, well, maybe, like, has someone pitched, has someone else pitched something that I can help them write? Or, like, does someone need for me to produce an interview? There's, like, so many, it's, like, sort of, like, when you're, I don't know, it's, like, it's a, it's honestly a marathon. We, our show comes out every Monday, if it's Christmas, if it's New Year's, if it's Memorial Day. The show's still coming out every single week out of the year. And so it's, like, you have to, I think of those more as, like, rest and recovery periods. So Mm. sometimes it's, like, I'm Mm. gonna be on fire, Mm. I'm gonna be popping, and other times I'm, like, my brain is empty. Right. I'm wrung dry. And so sort of like, okay, what other like what other ways can I be useful on the team and make other people feel supported? Because at the end of the day, we're all on the same team. So it's like if Eric has a story that does amazingly well and everyone right. loves it, that reflects well upon me. Exactly. And vice versa. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean it's it's you have to be you just have to be confident that like like this is our thing. Right. And you know, regardless of how present I am in the in the final product, this is a thing we've built together. Right. And so, if yes. you if you can take yes. pride in that final yes. product, it yes. doesn't matter if you got like equal time talking. Right. Yeah, because Not the thing caught is, up in that. Yeah, yeah. the thing is good. Yeah. If the thing is good, the thing is good. And also, too, like our editing process, everyone is in a room listening to whatever draft that you've put together or or anybody's put together, and like typing furiously notes the entire time <laughs> while it's playing. Mm-hmm. And then the idea that you had that got approved that you started reporting on and got picked apart is getting picked apart again and like those like it's a part of the whole like everyone's fingerprints are on every episode is the other thing so even like the audience we have credits at the end even if the audience is hearing like only one person talking so many people's work went into the final product that it's like funny because there are episodes that I can think of that I've worked really hard on and I'm like oh I didn't appear in that do you know what I mean like because it's like because it's like it's such a group effort right now we can't let you leave and go back to the nod um, <laughs> until uh, until we ask you if you have a try this at home tip. We love all of our guests to propose a concrete, manageable tip that listeners can try at home to be happier, healthier, more productive, or more creative. Okay, mm. who wants to go first? Eric, I think you should go first. <laughs> Eric. Uh, so the thing that I would recommend is I have a discretionary fund spreadsheet. Ooh. Uh, and so I I'm a person. I am a little cheap. Uh, but I like <laughs> I like things. I like to like I like to buy things, whether it's for my house, whether it's for like you love clothes. I love clothes, like you know. So I keep a spreadsheet uh, at home or on, on the computer in like Google Docs, and I have it actually broken up. Uh, I have different sheets within it, different like worksheets within it for like clothing, for stuff the house needs, and it's just all stuff that I want. Right. Like not necessarily stuff that I need, but stuff that I want. Mm, right. And so I, um, after I sit down, usually after payday, and I pay all my bills and I like, you know, budget my stuff. I'll see, oh, well, what's left over? And then I just pop in that sheet 
and I'll see, like, do I feel like buying some clothes today? Maybe I feel like buying a plant. I'm into plants yeah. now. Um, you know, and I'll, I'll pick something from it, and it gives me a little bit of that, um, like, a little bit of that kind of reward, like mental Ooh. reward if I'm getting something that I want. Um, but usually what I'll do is I'll make sure all the things uh, in that sheet feel like a deal. Uh, are oh. like either markdown uh-huh. or like, like or just really really cheap. Brittany is laughing. I'm laughing because I just she knows him. I know what's happening. So it's like I'm getting I'm getting what I want. I'm fulfilling that need. I'm being a little reckless, but I still have saved some money. So well, and that's another great. pleasure. It's like oh I got a good deal. That is so mature. Can I just say that is maturity yeah. pantheon, right? Like all my bills are paid. I'm like responsibly okay. That is a great try. This at home. What Thanks. was the last thing you bought? Your last uh, discretionary. I, I bought a burgundy rubber plant from Ooh. Amazon. Oh, from Amazon. <laughs> yeah. It's in the office right now. Yeah, yeah, you have to take it home. Yeah. yeah. But I'm really excited. We're about caught it. up. <laughs> <laughs> She's all over the burgundy rubber plant. Okay, Brittany, what's your dress? Um, I think I told I think I told you about this when I saw you a few months ago at the on air fest. Yeah. Um I like I used to think that, like, you know, working at Gimlet and working on a podcast, it's like, our podcast is fun, it's informative, making it is so hard and so time-consuming that, like, I started to feel like I don't have a minute to myself just to, like, chill and also, like, spend time at home with my boyfriend. Like, I feel like I'm literally just, like, losing my mind all the time. And so I realized what the issue was is that, like, work and after work time is so variable and a lot of times has to do with is it a networking thing I'm going to go to is there like a book launch party that I should be at is someone speaking and I really want to go be there do we have like a movie screening to go to so that we can like report on it for the show I realized over time that like because of this job my after work time is no longer like I'm going to be cute and go to happy hour Uh. and have a good time and unwind that actually like my relaxation time to myself to like do all the little you know ridiculous things I like to do like watch Instagram stories and like eat breakfast and all that stuff <laughs> i switch my time to the morning so like yes you're a morning person i am a morning person my boyfriend would say otherwise because he gets up earlier than i do but like that's like he'll get up about 30 minutes before i do and he'll go out and make coffee no, but which tell I don't people drink. what time this is you're okay so we we get up we get up pretty early right well this week we're sleeping in so we've been getting up at like six or seven but we get up at five or five thirty yeah so that's really wow. yes yeah. five or five thirty and like we will either go to the gym and work out and then come back and eat breakfast and then, you know, get ready to go to work. Or we'll just get up and hang out. Right. And that's, mm. like, the time where, like, because I, I know after work I might not see him. Like, he gets off work an hour or so, like, after I do on most days. And, like, it's just weird. I, we're not going to see each other after work. Right. And so, yeah, at least I can get up in the morning and then that, that's the time where I can just, you know, be me. I can have my little, you know, I like to have a complete breakfast. <laughs> You know, so like, mm-hmm. you know, yesterday, I think we had we had oatmeal with like nuts and seeds in it. That was really good. And some blueberries and then also like some eggs for protein. And I had like a little clementine. And so then we'll like watch the news or like not really watch the news. I guess he reads news off the Internet and we read the news off the Internet to each other and show each other memes and stuff like that. And like or sometimes we just watch if we fell asleep before a television show is over then we'll get up early in the morning and like watch that together sometimes. But that's just like like switching our hangout time. Like I don't know. I, really I kept smart. Yeah. Because people kind of 
don't think of that as being having that potential. But it's mm. like if you're both up early, it can be that. Yeah. And it's yeah. actually very leisurely because you're well rested and you're, yeah. you know, well, you're not distracted by we, the day. We don't have any kids, too, I think is the other thing. I think yeah. that, I think yeah. that like, yeah. Eric, Eric has been like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, Good luck if you with don't that. have any kids, yeah. you can't do it. But also, though, the thing is, is also, too, at nighttime, like, the other thing is if you, if we, if we did have kids, then I would, like, the ev- there's a lot of evening stuff that I will do that Eric doesn't always right. yeah. do. But that's but the other good thing about he being he can a put team. somebody to bed, and then after that, I'm free. Mm. Yeah, you can just like do whatever. So it's like I, I like kept thinking that I didn't have time, but really I was looking at the wrong time of day. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, try Love this it. at home. Try getting up early and having that be your <laughs> relaxing, cool, amazing time. Well, listen, thank you guys so much for coming here to the studio. It's so much fun to see you. Thank you. And these are great yeah. ideas. Thank you guys yeah, for having me. Yeah, this, this is amazing. amazing. Yeah, see us. This is so fun. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank, thank you. you. Coming up, Gretchen gets both a demerit and a gold star. But first is break. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Okay, Gretch, it's time for demerits and gold stars. And you are up this week with a happiness demerit. Now, this is a demerit that is very painful to me. I think many people mm. share it, but it is very painful, which is that I belong to a gym, but I don't go to that gym. And I haven't mm. gone to that gym in such a long time. For years and years and years, I went to the gym all the time because it worked yeah. really well with my schedule. Like I would drop off my girls at, this, at their nursery school, which was in the same building as the gym that I would go to. And there was a little coffee shop there, so I'd work on my laptop and drink coffee for a while. And then when I got sick of working, I'd go to the gym. It worked really, really, really well. But l- lately, I've really been loving going into Central Park. I've just had this super big urge to walk in nature. And mm. so I've really, because for a while, I was sort of going to the gym, not as much. And then once a week, I do yoga, and once a week, I do high intensity strength training. So I am doing those things consistently. And I'm going for all these walks. But I'm like, I either should start using the gym or I should stop paying for the gym. The stupid thing right. is to join the gym and never go to it. But it's, it's weirdly hard. Maybe this is like an identity thing to let go of it and be like, I'm a person who doesn't belong to a gym. But it's, too, it's so much money. It's like I either need to start going or I need to quit. So what do you think you should do? Which one? I don't know because I keep fantasizing like 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 in the fall I was like well when it gets really cold I'll want to go to the gym and then I'm like oh when it's really hot I'm not going to want to walk around Central Park I'll want to mm. go to the gym so what I might do is like give myself to July when it's really really mm-hmm. hot in New York City yeah. and see does that make me want to ex- you know go work out on a treadmill in a nice air conditioned gym 
Or maybe I just want to embrace the fact that for whatever reason, I'm really drawn to nature and I'm really, that's what is making me want to consistently exercise and let go of the gym. But so, okay, I'm going to commit to you here that I will decide by the end of July. I will either go start going to the gym more or I will quit the gym. And let me ask you one question. Yeah. Is it the right gym for you? In other words, is there a more convenient gym mm. now that your <gasps> girls aren't at that school? Should you join a gym closer to your house? Well, I already did that. I did join a gym that's slightly closer. But weirdly, this kind of strange little weird gym just opened at the end of my street. And what I should do is look that up and see what is the deal with that little gym because it's mm. literally on the end of my street. So, mm-hmm. okay. So I have my two things that I'm going to do. I'm going to investigate the place that's at the end of my street. And one way or another, I will have figured this out by the end of July. Okay. Okay. Check back in. Okay. Uh, Gold star. Listen, give us a gold star. Yes, Gretchen, I'm giving you a gold star today. Uh I need Uh, one. (laughs) Because you just spent days re-recording your book, Happier at Home. Yes. The audio version. Um, what I love about this is that the first time around, you did not do the audiobook yourself. No. You hired a professional. Yeah. And it was because you had gotten, someone had written you and said that they didn't think you had a good voice for audiobooks. Isn't that right? Well, there was that. And then somebody I knew, a very well-established, uh, successful author, had really made the pitch to a whole group of us that it was really a better service to listeners to have a professional actor read that to have kind of a non-professional just like a, a writer themselves reading was really a disservice but what i didn't realize is that she was married to an actor mm. so she kind of had you know she had a particular point of view about that yeah but what i found out after that book came out in audio was that people with a kind of a memoiry book like mine yes they really expect it to be the voice of the writer and people really I keep kept hearing from people especially once we have this podcast because they actually know yeah. what my voice sounds like yes, so yes. like who's this interloper <laughs> well it's funny Gretchen because I listen I bought Willie Nelson's memoir an audiobook and then I put it in and it wasn't Willie Nelson reading the book and, oh, yeah. and I just stopped listening because right. the whole thing was I wanted to hear Willie Nelson read the book. So, oh, he's got such a great voice. Well, yes, of all people. So I think it's great that you did this. I know it took a lot of time and it's not the most comfortable thing. You probably feel self-conscious. So I'm really <laughs> glad that you did it because I think everybody's going to enjoy it much more hearing it from you. But Alyssa, I have to say the funny thing was is reading back through it, it had been a while since I'd looked at it. You know, there's this whole section where I talk about how you and I want to collaborate. And we were working on that novel that we tried to do together and it didn't really come. We weren't able to really pull it off. But so much was like, we want to collaborate. And I literally say, like, we should do something like the Satellite Sisters. It's like, oh, my God. Now we know the Satellite Sisters. We have Liz Dolan on this podcast. Like, we've had this whole collaboration. So it was very exciting for you should go back and reread that part because it's like such a fulfillment of our dreams. This podcast, like the the groundwork was laid years (laughs) before. It's very happy. Gold star, Gretch. And that is it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Know your purpose. Let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you. Thank you to our producer, Odelia Rubin. Also, thanks to Andy Bowers and Kristen Meinzer of Panoply. Thank you to our wonderful guests, the dynamic duo of Brittany Luce and Eric Eddings. Listen to their podcast, The Nod, wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like this show, as always, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe and rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcasts. The resources for this week. People have asked me about how do you find online easily all the podcasts if you go to my site, GretchenRubin.com. If you go to GretchenRubin.com and you look at the top navigation bar that runs horizontally across the top of the site, you'll see the word podcast. If you click on podcast, you will see all the episodes lined up. So if you want to go back and like listen to episode 74 or you want to listen to the next one, you can. that's where you'll see them all lined up in order. Also, if you want my newsletter where, I, you know, every month or so I send out kind of information and cool links and images and updates and stuff, just text 66866 and in the message box, enter happier. And then when you get a text back, you enter your email address. Or you can just email uh, podcast at GretchenRubin.com and just say newsletter in uh, the subject line and I will sign you up. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and upward.